So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. What is going on, everybody? Dr. Chris Featherstone here for yet another episode of The Legion of Raw. Listen, we are ready to rock and roll. He's already got the guns out ready, guns out, funds out, ladies and gentlemen. He's got the clanging and banging fists, iron fists, ready to rock and roll, man. Look, I'm already, I'm excited about this weekend. We've got a, we've got a huge game, Penn State. We've got a huge, huge game. And stay, man. Yes, We've got indeed. a tough one this weekend, so, bro. I'm repping. I'm ready to go. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, the biggest game of the year for us. And uh, I'm excited, man. I'm ready yeah, to big one. Big one yes, next week. Yes, indeed, man. How are you, Vince Russo? I am all right, uh, Dr. Chris. I do want to say, bro, for the season premiere. Season premiere. There was a phrase we used to use a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. And and I'm sure today uh the phrase somehow some way is uh probably not politically correct but I don't care Chris okay. because this was the season premiere and I'm going to give this show a title. Okay? What's the title, Vince? Cry Babies and Sissy Marys. Oh, Sissy Mary, Chris. Did you guys use what happened to Sissy Mary? I want to bring back Sissy Mary because there are a lot of Sissy Marys on yes, this. Yes, oh, yes, oh, Kevin's not here. Kevin should be here and not you. And then we got Seth and Drew whining and crying. Oh, my bro, is this is, is that they used to call this, bro, a male soap opera yes yes this indeed. is the for, this is like the housewives of atlanta yes, like, yes seriously bro seriously i i it was a lot of uh drama that we didn't ask for so. oh my god a lot of mamby pamby like <laughs> oh please guys yeah. really yes, really indeed, i agree 100 all right, ladies and gentlemen, we've already hey, got on. football game up there. Is that what you're looking at? The football games up there? Chris? No, no, no. I've got actually our show up there on my uh on my on 
my studio wall. Oh, there, very so. nice. Yes, very nice. Yes. Yeah, All Chris, right. this was Crybabies and Sissy Marys from the get-go, man. Yes. I, I can't believe, bro. Not for anything, guys. I'm going to say it again. Great football game. Who was Dallas playing tonight? The Charges, was it? Uh, uh, yes, San Diego, I think it was. Yeah, great football yeah. game. Uh, first game of the uh, National League Championship Series. Yes. And yes. we open up the show with Sami Zayn. It's yeah. still uh, still going, actually. 244 left. Yeah, uh, And we, we bring out the heavy artillery as we open the game with the show with Sami Zayn crying and whining because uh, Kevin Owens is on uh, SmackDown. Now. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh, your thoughts on your thoughts on that opening segment? That's my thoughts on this uh, opening segment. And and bro, you like listen, man. You know they surround the ring. I, I, so where's JD McDonough? He didn't show up this week. No, no bro. Is, so is he done? Are we assuming he's he, bye bye? He's, he's crying. He's he's uh, he's uh, namby pamby. Okay, with, and guys, uh, let's let's else. keep in mind this is the great. Triple H right in the show now. That's all. That's all I'm hearing all week long. So we open yes, up with yes. a Mamby Pamby opening. No pressure. That he misses his friend. Um, oh, bro, I had a crack up when Sami Zayn says, "I am a world heavyweight championship level superstar." I, yeah. I, 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 I literally laughed out loud because yeah. again, listen, guys, I, I, I don't know. I, I think I work with Sammy once. I don't know Sammy. I got nothing against Sammy. I do know this. He's not over with the casual viewing audience. And if okay. and, and if he's telling the casual viewing audience he's a world heavyweight championship level superstar, they're laughing out loud like I am. Hmm. Here comes Judgment Day. Um, surround the ring. You know Jay is coming out, and it ends as flat as as flat can be you know i mean chris this is where we write the first segment and like i'd be sitting there with ed and we would say bro this ends flat like yeah. we can't we we would acknowledge this is a very flat ending yeah. so we would readjust re retinker rewrite do whatever we had to do to make it uh not flat but you know, bro, you're you're promoting the season premiere, and the very first segment ends as flat as flat can be, Chris. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Do you think that they were just riding off the the announcement of that as the season premiere, and they still didn't really? Oh, absolutely, 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 mm -hmm. bro. All they're doing now, bro. He he here's he. This is a significant change. They're making matches this week for next week. That's that's all they're doing now. Like that's all they're doing. They're billboarding matches for next week, but none of the matches are coming out of any angles. Mm -hmm. You know, they're coming out with New Day and Alpha Academy in the locker room, and then you know Drew bumps into Sammy in the back. So so all they're really doing differently is promoting the matches for next week. That's yeah. all they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We got some super chats here. Uh, for those who aren't watching, uh, the game, Dallas just scored a field goal and, uh, two nineteen left. They're up 2017. So I am, uh, I can't stand the Cowboys. So I hope they lose. So. Oh my God. We got Zubair TV, $2 super chat, bro. <laughs> What's with the same old rematches with no steps. What do you think about that? Vince? 
I don't know, bro. You know what else they need to bring back, which makes no sense to me, Chris. So they they have the match tonight with Gunther and and Bronson, right? Yes. Yes. And Gunther goes over. Mm-hmm. Bro, bring back the time limit. You know, have these guys go to a 10-minute draw that's yeah. an absolute battle. So so you know, because ne- 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 what what bro, every time you have a match, you got to say what did it do for this guy and what did it do for that guy? What right. what did that match going over like for, I said all yeah, the time. What did that yep. match do for Bronson Reed? So, somebody Nothing. please tell me. Zero. Nothing. Nothing. Zero. And this what is exactly I- what I said before, Vince. What they're going to do is they're going to uh, they're going to give some reps to, to Bronson Reed. Then he's going to lose and go to the back of the line. Yeah, and that's, that's what's going to happen again, man. That's what's going to happen Got again. At least he, bring back the time limit. Let the guy go 10 yes, minutes with him. Yes. You, you know what I'm saying? And then build off of that. But yeah. but but a one and done clean one, two, three. Like, come on, bro. No, bad news, man. Not, not, I'm not a fan. Zubair, once again, $2 super chat. Was there fear when Russo leaving WWE for WCW? Was there fear of Vince Russo? I, I mean, I wasn't there, so I don't I don't know. I, I know when, when Ed and I left, it drastically changed. I know that. And that was around the fall of uh, I was around 99. September, the end of September in 99. Okay. Interesting. Yes. And when did you officially start with WCW? I, I, I October ninety nine. Oh, okay. So within a few weeks. Yeah, but but not not. About God, I can't I can't remember when my first show was. I started working there, but it was maybe a couple of weeks before our first show. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and who's the first? Who who are among the first people you uh, talked to backstage in WCW? How was the atmosphere? initially oh compared Bro, to a, WWE. absolutely split locker room really you had all the superstars over here and everybody that was being kept down over there mm-hmm. uh, it was it was as clear as day bro you had a split locker room um of course you know because of who i am i'm always drawn to the younger guys who need to get a chance because you know, I knew and understood the wrestling politics mm-hmm. and I knew that wasn't going to fare well for me. But, you know, we I, I had to start thinking about the future of WCW. Yeah. Yeah. How was the reaction to that as far as you like as you start doing the uh, uh, was it Millionaires Club against the new breed? Well, that that that, that kind of came a little later on with Bischoff. Because they brought Bischoff back, and why did I bring yeah. Bischoff? Well, because there's so many reasons, there's so many theories of why Bischoff came back. People, you know, people are saying Russo didn't cut it, and so they wanted Russo, so they wanted Bischoff to come back to kind of reel in, you know, Russo. And I think Bischoff even mentioned, and granted, I've, I have a really good relationship with Eric Bischoff. I know that you and him have some have had tension business wise over the years. What was the reason why Eric Bischoff came back from what well, I you have, were told? I have no idea. All okay. I know is I was under contract with WCW. Mm-hmm. And and what happened was, you know, first three months there, Ed and I are doing well, but we know politics are taking place. So after the first three months, I'm told we're going in a new direction. And I'm like, well, and and they wanted me to be part of a committee. Mm-hmm. And I said, you could go in whatever direction you want. I said, 
I signed the contract that I'm head of creative. So I have no interest in being in your committee. So I'll just go home and you could pay me. Mm -hmm. So I went home and they paid me for three months. And in those three months, the ratings tanked. And then I got a call from Eric Bishop, not Eric Bishop. I got a call from uh, 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 Brad Siegel. I want you to meet with somebody. I want you to have a conversation with somebody. I knew he was talking about Bischoff. Hmm. And then Brad Siegel told me, I want you to work with Eric. So, bro, you got to understand, you know, at that point, I'm still head of creative. I'm still under contract. When he says, I want you to work with Eric, I can't say no. Hmm. But on the other side of that coin, Chris, I don't know what Brad Siegel told Eric. Right. I don't know if Brad Siegel right. told Eric, you're in charge of Vince, or that's not what he said to me. Hmm. I mean, he simply said to me, I want you to work with Eric. And like hmm. I said, being under contract, I, I I assume I I assume the position as head of creative that I was hired for, and mm -hmm. I just worked with Eric. L like mm -hmm. I said, wh whatever Brad said to Eric, I have absolutely no idea. Hmm. Interesting. <clears throat> How was Hogan's like initial reaction to the uh, bro, change in direction? Because he because he ended up doing the wearing the black gear and feud yeah. with Kidman, and it was just kind of didn't like trust me whatsoever bro he he made he made up he made up in his mind that i was trying to get rid of him hmm. and flair made up in his mind that i was trying to get rid of him to bring in all the new guys when that wasn't the case at all but that's that's paranoia in professional wrestling bro hmm. that's hmm. paranoia runs rampant in professional wrestling and i could have told them till I was blue in the face that that was not the case that I had a plan and a story and they were never going to believe that Hogan still had the creative control during that time right oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh let's see here we got uh Pete Paccio Paccio is Pete uh is Pete uh or Pete are you are you Italiana are you Italiana Paccio just sounds like a yeah. paisan name Sissy like Mary, we got to bring back Sissy, Sissy Mary, bro. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, we got Cedric Martin 199 super chat, bro. You tell me, Cedric, that's what I want to know, bro. You tell me, brother. Yeah, I agree with you. What was premiere about this? Yeah, yeah. Wrestling matches, that's a pretty cool looking avatar, man. For yeah, Cedric. Like yeah, pretty, pretty nice, man. Uh, we got Zoo Bear five dollars. Don't y'all ever have the realization when the commercials come in, especially during matches? Yes, I do. Yes. I think it's pretty uh I think it becomes very evident when a match is when a match is uh they usually pan like toward a person like a body or uh like laid out or yeah. out in the ring or in the in the ring and they're like now I'm looking for Kevin or someone to just kind of do the the setup for the commercials. And I do want to make it clear to everybody, the 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 writer of the show controls the commercial breaks. Mm. You are told how many commercial breaks you need. You are not told where you need to put them. That's why during the Attitude Era, there were no commercial breaks during matches. Mm -hmm. None. Mm. Uh, we kept the matches short, you know, maybe maybe five to eight minutes mm -hmm. and no match went through a commercial break. 
Interesting. Uh, Dallas victory formation. They just got an interception, and uh, that's it, folks. Twenty to seventeen. Dallas. Yeah, they win. They win. Uh, let's go. We have Carl Hoggett. Five dollars super chat, bro. What do you guys think of the brand new rivalry between Roman Reigns and LA Knight on SmackDown by SmackDown Creative Team on SmackDown last Friday? SmackDown, SmackDown, SmackDown. What do you think, Vince Russo? I don't know. Are you bro. ready I, for LA Knight and Roman uh, Reigns? He's not. He's not the guy to beat Roman Reigns, bro. I don't. I don't think he is. Uh, well, you know, here's the thing, man. I, and I've said this before with my uh, show with my my good friend Bilata. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not opposed to LA Knight. I know that. I know that you don't necessarily. I mean, you you said before that when they put him on Raw, you're kind of you're kind of getting. I put him over. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, yeah you, you over. I don't have anything against Delhi now. Um, I I think people are saying, you know, that the patience of people, period, especially wrestling fans nowadays, are, are just abysmal. And they don't allow things to cook. Let it cook, man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, steaks are good when it's cooked. You know, thoroughly and not just put in the microwave. People, this we live in such a microwave society that people want stuff now, 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 now. Let it cook, man. I mean, like, because the thing is, if you're if you're plateauing him quickly, you can't go anywhere but down. If you if you quickly plateau him, and so just let him cook, let him brew, let him breed, and it's all it's all good, man. I, I don't think I I think it's a little premature to put him in this spot though. Because what it seems like is that they're going to do something with him and Reigns and Saudi, and I'm like, he's not going to beat Roman Reigns. He he doesn't even feel on the level of Roman Reigns right now, and so putting him in a match against Roman Reigns and Saudi, why though? Why didn't you have him just win the Royal Rumble or win a tournament, you know, or win the Elimination Chamber or something like that next year, or go against Roman Reigns Elimination Chamber next year to have that big marquee spot? Why not just do that? You know what I mean? Because to me, I think when you're putting him against Roman Reigns and Saudi just for Roman Reigns to beat him and have him be another number on the list, that diminishes or that lowers the stock of LA Knight. So I'm not a fan of that, actually. That's that's my my take on it. I want to look oh, something up real, let's real do it. quick, Chris. I want to look. I'm just looking at his... Uh... Yeah, bro. Here, he, he, yeah. See, bro, Here, here here's the problem. And I'm telling you, bro, this is a problem for them. The guy is about to turn 41. Yes. That's a problem for them. I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you guys. Still? That, even with uh, AJ Styles and uh, oh, all yeah, the bro, Bobby Lashley? Bro, where, where, where is AJ Styles on the card? Uh, no. Bobby Lashley's making a little bit of noise, though. I'm talking about in a top spot. Mm. I think that's I think that's a little too old for them. Yeah, I'll be 41 in a couple weeks. So Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. It seems like they've uh, they've they've gotten a little bit uh, more lenient with with that age thing. Because I'm thinking like Priest is almost forty. He's not, and he's about to become world champ. He he'll he'll be forty when? Uh, let's see here. He is thirty nine, maybe. Yeah, no, he he just turned forty one. It's not about becoming world champ it's about beating roman reigns the, 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 those are two completely uh, different things i think 
You think someone young would beat Roman Reigns? Cody's almost 40. Bro, I don't know. Maybe they're all 40. Who knows? <laughs> they're all they're all 40. Uh he he's 30, 38. Cody's Who's 38 that? years old. Cody Rhodes. Yeah. 38 years old. So Priest 41. He'll he's he'll have his first title reign at 41 years old. So. That's so that's so that's so messed up. Why why do you think? Because, bro, these guys should be in their prime, bro, not in their freaking late 30s, early 40s. I mean, come on, bro. Who, 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 who's your football team? The Titans. How many yes. Titans got football players in their late 30s, early 40s? Uh, not many. Ryan yeah, Tannehill's young. Derrick Henry's young. Yeah. Zero, bro. That's whack. Yeah. A lot of football players are too. The thing is, a forty-year-old quarterbacks has more shelf life than forty-year-old, uh, um, um, like running backs, especially running backs. Yeah, running backs. yeah. yeah. You, bro. The the oldest the running back is going to be is thirty-four. The shelf life of a running back is is yeah. a lot of times half because because you have to think about the impact that a running back, especially a lineman and a running back. This is what this is. You're making this impact just about every down, yeah. you know, and that's the thing about especially linemen. I mean, like every down you're making some type of impact. A quarterback is just eluding pressure, eluding contact. So they can be, you know, Tom Brady being 45, 46, uh, you know, and Aaron Rodgers and t uh, p people like that. They they can have longer shelf lives, but linemen and running backs. You know, Eddie George talked about before that every single time he uh, made a play, it felt like a freight train coming at him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so uh, you don't have the, the shelf life. So. I would love somebody to have a breakdown. I would love to see a breakdown of the average age during the Attitude Era hmm. versus the average age of today. I would love to see that. That would be interesting. For those uh, listening uh sk nation uh, be sure to has uh, be sure to uh, uh tag uh at sk wrestling underscore at chris prolific at vince russo uh y'all typically are very very well well done and, and and be sure to um complete the task that we give y'all with note with ease ladies and gentlemen with with the greatest of, with the greatest of ease sucker as book booker nice. t would say thank you very nice uh, and so be sure to uh, hit us up on X with those stats. So, all right, let's uh, let's get to uh, Shinsuke Nakamura defeating Ricochet in their 89th uh, uh, match of the year. Seemingly, it just they're just throwing every single type of stipulation with with them. Where does this go? Where does this go? Vince? I mean, I'm like, assuming this, it's oh, I'm assuming it's oh, I hope now. so. No, I, I, I mean, hope it's so. Gotta be right. So they bring him, they bring Ricochet back in Shinsuke Nakamura's life, and somehow they are just bringing that they're just filling time. It seems like where do you where does it go for both of them, bro? I don't know because you've got the you've got the uh, loser. Wait, did Ricochet go over Bad Bunny or Bad Bunny be Ricochet? No, nah, man. You 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 predicted. Uh, Bill after just texted me. Logan Paul's only twenty eight. He must be looking at the show. Uh, uh, no, man. Remember you you had a uh, you had him go over, and I said no, it's not happening. And he ended up losing to uh to to Logan Paul. 
So Ricochet lost to Logan Paul and Nakamura lost to Seth Rollins. So yes, you two guys that are on the downward spiral. Yes. Wrestling each other to get Nakamura over for what and who? Nothing. I mean, like, what's <laughs> what's next? I mean, what what's next for Nakamura? He'll man? run into somebody in the back, bro. He'll run into you know somebody in the back who's not doing something. Maybe. Who do you think? Who, who do you think? Come oh. on, dude. Let, let's predict this. Let's predict the predictions. Let's do the predictions. Nakamura runs into who in the back? And that starts a feud. Johnny Gargano. I was going to say Gargano with Champa. That's what I was going to say. Gargano with Champa. That's yeah. exactly what I was going to say. I can see either one of them. <laughs> and yeah. then you'll have a, like matches every single week that last for another three months. And then he'll bump. And bro, that's up. what cracks me up too. This is, and again, bro, you, you guys are going on. They're going on and on and on about Triple H, Triple H. This is, this is what drives me crazy too. So, Gargano is wrestling Kaiser. You got Victor Vici, Benny, out there. <laughs> and then we are told that Ciampa is not cleared to wrestle. Yes. Okay, bro, he's not cleared to wrestle. What does that have to do with him not being there to have Gargano's back? Zero. You see what I'm, that, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. So what kind of a friend friend and partner is this? All right. right, bro, you're not medically cleared to wrestle. Does that mean you can't be there in street clothes and have Gargano's back? And you're going to sit there and tell me Triple H is, is, a, is a great booker? Yeah. Really, bro? Tri- Triple H just basically painted a picture where these two guys that were just brought together last week, right. they're going to reform their tag team, that – Chopper is sitting at home knowing damn well that Gargano's going into a three-on-one situation, mm. and I guess they're not close enough that he's going to show up to have his friends back. Now, why isn't he medically clear? Because they both got beat up. They never in, said in the promo. Like they, they never, both got they beat never, up. they never said, bro. And why would they have like like Vince this segment? with them reforming their DIY tag team that ended a show. That was the main spot for a show. Yeah. So that goes to show how diminished that, that episode is and raw as a whole. If you, if you do the, the payoff of the show with them reforming their tag team, just two weeks later for it to look like crap, like, like it does now. That's what I'm saying. And, and, and then I, I know, I know we're going to get, because we're saying this, we're going to hear tomorrow that Chomp is really hurt. And mm-hmm. I'm going to say, okay, bro, how really hurt is he that he can't show up? Mm-hmm. We never had, bro, we, I dealt with hurt wrestlers all the time. Mm-hmm. They just couldn't work. Yeah. They could walk, yeah. but they just couldn't work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hope that he's not really hurt. Um, but, man, I mean, why are just the injury proneness and just why would – you not protect Gargano if you just reformed this team and made it the last segment of the show. That's what I'm saying, bro. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Next, we have uh, Piper Niffin defeating Natalia. Oh, before Um, we got to that, though, hold, hold up. What happened? Is it time for... Is it time for Joey? I missed the backstage segments, but come on, Joey. Come on, come on. Come on. Time out. Time out, Joey. Time out, Joey. 
first of all, you got Jay and Sammy backstage in the biggest Mamby Pamby. It should have been Kevin. Oh my God, bro. I missed that. I mean, I saw it, but I didn't care. Then here we go again, Chris. We got six girls. Bro, yes. Funniest thing to me. I skipped that one. We got six girls in a in a in a vignette with yes. none of them getting over. None. Bro, Nikki Cross is in the background. Yes. They don't even bring her up. Yes. She's never even mentioned. Think about this, bro. Nikki Cross was flown all <laughs> the way there to sit on yes. that on that equipment case yeah for literally one minute not say a word and even the announcers didn't acknowledge she was there that's what they flew her in for wow but she they can't fly in chopper yeah she could have been just sitting there she could have been at home definitely like you're did it, you do you think that they flew her or do you think she had to drive where was it where were they oklahoma city yeah, I, who, I don't know where knows, she lives. Who knows? So was it was within like six hundred miles or so? They uh, you had to drive, and then they they fly you after that. What was the what was the uh, policy back in your day? As far oh, as I, have no, I, I have no idea. I don't no. know. Okay, uh, but six uh, girls, six more girls, uh, nobody getting over. Uh, let me see. I'm gonna see where uh, Nikki Cross lives at because I want. I'm into, I'm really interested in this because if she had to drive. <laughs> It would be absolutely horrible. Um, she lives in um, Orlando, Florida. That's no drive. Bro. Orlando no. to where were they? Oklahoma City. No, that's that's not a drive, bro. Uh, Oklahoma that's City. A, that's 800 miles at least. Yeah, yeah. Oklahoma, so Orlando, Orlando, Florida uh, to Oklahoma City is... Um, 800 to a thousand miles 18 and a half hour drive oh, <laughs> bro they might have done it as a rib who knows this is what i'm talking about bro like what 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 on earth are you guys doing what on earth are you yeah guys doing? did you hear did, have you heard about uh because tay loans shared uh stories about that how he would get ripped like uh because you know he would be a he would fall victim a lot of times to uh, you know, racial injustices and they would have him drive 12 hours because he was like, you know, calling and scratching just to get that big break. Cause you know, he, he did, he was ring crew. He was manager. He, he was a referee. He was everything. And so they would have him drive 12 hours just to tell him I've got nothing for you. And, oh, yeah. no, and they wouldn't, and they that. wouldn't, they wouldn't pay him anything. They wouldn't they pay him anything. That. They yeah. love that, bro. That's, that's they love that. Yeah. So, so 18, I, I, 18 I, I, and a half hour, 18 and a half hour drive. They will, he didn't drive. They played, they paid the tickets for. I would not doubt for a minute. All it would take Nikki Cross is her saying, I haven't been booked on a show since so and so. Oh, okay. Yeah. You want to be booked on a show? Okay. No problem. Wow. Get out here. We'll have you. Uh, I'm telling you, bro, this is how they work, bro, bro. And they're even willing to waste their money doing that, though? Yes. Like, there was, she was a complete non-factor. Because there. that's how she learns to never open her mouth again. Wow. That's so that's kind of like a hush appearance for her. Yep. Yep. Wow. Next, we have Seth Rollins kind of name ring promo, calls out Drew McIntyre, and they go back and forth. Man, I... 
okay. I'm all for Joey coming back. You got to have to get the, with the backstage promo because I didn't care. So come on back, Joey. Time out. Time out, Joey. Time out, Joey. Okay, hold on, bro. <laughs> we got Piper Nevin. Listen, I like Piper Nevin. I've yes. had I've had uh, I've had conversations with Piper Nevin, Nevin on because uh, we both have English Bulldogs. Okay, very nice. We have something in common. So you're never going to hear me badmouth Piper Nevin. And I'm not going to badmouth it here. But, bro, what about this? Piper Nevin is wrestling Natty. Piper gets over. Uh, mm-hmm. Then we get some heat. Then Tegan Knox hits the ring. Bro, did you hear what they're calling Tegan Knox? No. Come on, Chris. Chris. I didn't even hear the backs. Like, I saw that they were there, but I... Okay. I, I are you ready for her, her? Are you ready for Tegan Knox's moniker? You want a drum roll? Yes, yes. The Welsh firecracker. Oh boy! <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. How, bro? How? 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 How soon before that T-shirt's in the? Uh, WWE shop zone for $3.99, bro. The, oh, yeah. The Welsh exactly. firecracker yes, yes, t-shirt. Yes, very, very, very firecracker. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Very like nice. and and you know, similar to like the Empress of Tomorrow and, and all the other ones. Like at least like think about it. Think about it, Vince. You had like Brett the Hitman Heart, right? You had the pink of black attack. You had someone who was just very uh uh, rigid and calculated and just a technical sharpshooter, right? And his and his wrestling abilities. He was a hitman. That was that was his type of uh feel that he had with him. You had the immortal Hulk Hogan. You know, I mean, no one could beat him. Uh, despite all the odds, he would still come and rise above all the foes. You had the eighth wonder of the world, Andre the Giant, right? Like he was he was massive. He was a colossus. He looked like a another wonder of the world that's how big he they wanted to book him right and then you have the empress of tomorrow what are they doing to make oscar look like an empress of tomorrow and what is an empress of tomorrow we can go down the list because there's a few more of them in this show oh please share (laughs) oh bro there's at least i i got them all written down i guess yes uh who, who else do you got give me one more Oh, um, the Aussie destroyer. Oh, there you go. The, the Aussie. Aussie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I got other ones too. There were there were a couple. There were a couple yeah. tonight. But I'm looking yes. at the Aussie destroyer. Oh, bro, the submission magician. Yes, the submission magician. Yes, I've heard. Are, are they kidding me? <laughs> are they kidding me, bro? You know what the ma- magician submission reminds me of? Felix the cat with his bag of tricks. Felix bro. the cat. Center yes, with a bag of tricks. The submission magician. Yes, bro. indeed, the submission magician. Oh my god. Yes. Bro. Oh uh, my god. Speaking of Gargano, Gargano loses to Luke. Wait a minute! You're going past things. Did I miss a? We uh, got Rollins and we got Rollins and his sunglasses. I just talked about that. No, you not really. Time out. He's got to get over the ball. And what about what about when uh, what about when Drew said to Rollins, and then after I beat you, you're gonna have to reinvent yourself for the fifty third time. Oh Which yes, he stood up and gave that a big round. Yes, of the that was really nice. I'm very happy yeah, with that. that. Really nice. But yeah, bro, this was a freaking pity party. <laughs> like yes. we, we had two of the biggest stars on the show. 
literally feeling sorry for themselves yes, of, of all, all they've gone through in the past. And I, here's my thing when I saw this, Vince. I was like, you know what, man? This this has so much potential. You know what I mean? This far oh, as this, I agree. As far as I this, agree. this match, this feud. It's like, man, give me more. Like, give me, give me better yeah. substance here. Like Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre. It hasn't happened in a while. It, it can, it's new, it's fresh, it feels big, and you're setting it up for Crown Jewel for Saudi based on an announcement. And instead, what you do, what you do is you just have them come out and cut a promos against each other. Like yeah. I just what, how in the world is that making me excited about this other than it's just going to be another match? And Chris, one, bro, there used to be rules in wrestling. And, and as a writer, I had to know these rules. Mm -hmm. And one of the rules, Chris, was if you were a baby face, you never made excuses. Mm. You never, because because if you made excuses, now you're whining and crying, and yes. baby faces don't whine and cry. Right. And that this this whole this whole promo with both of these guys were how they were treated unjustly in the past. That's that's whining and crying, bro. That's <sighs> yes. you don't uh, you don't put a baby face in that position. Correct. Yeah, you, you do not. But that's what we saw here. And and, and Drew's kind of still playing the tweener role. Um, he reminds me of like uh, Black Glove Diesel back in like the mid-90s when, uh, you know, he was turning uh, uh, against Bret Hart. <clears throat> and he got to the point where like the only people who we gave dap to walking out was the people who had the Black Glove. And it was like a tweener role that he had for a moment. Um, that kind of worked. It was an interesting transition, but tweeners usually transition this to one way or the other. Uh, it, it appears that Drew is going to be a heel sooner than later, but man, this heel turn is so stretched and, and it's like, okay, slow burns make sense. If there's a story behind it, right? you know what I mean? Like, like Jake Roberts and the ultimate warrior. Do you trust me? For instance, right? Jake Roberts was a major babyface for a while. Then he has the Undertaker go through this, you know, series of "Do you trust me?" He takes him into the snake pit in the room and he locks him in the room. Right? The Undertaker comes, like he he comes up, he passes out, he comes up. Stuff like that is a slow burn heel turn. It works, but if you're doing a slow burn heel turn with no payoff. Yeah. It's meaningless, man. bro. It that's everything. Everything on this store on this show is because of lack of story. Yes. Everything, yes. every every segment, every match, every backstage, everything that Pierce is in. The problem across the board is lack of story. Yeah, that's the problem, bro. So all they going out there and doing at the end of the day is having a long wrestling match. Correct. That's it. Every time. <laughs> every time. Uh, we have, uh, again, I skipped most of the backstage well, let me segments. Just go real quick. We, we got Becky in the back. And okay. the reason why this is significant is the woman count is now up to 10. Oh, okay. okay. It's now up to 10 and yes. growing. Yes. So that's yes. a, that's a gimmick that we'll start now. The, the then, woman then, count. Then, yeah. Then Drew and Sammy may, may make a match for next oh, week. Oh, hold on. Be but before we had Shayna and Rhea. Was that be no, not yet, that? not yet. That not, not yet. That's okay. next. Okay. That's next. Yeah, 
Yeah, now we got Ripley and and and, and Shayna Baszler. All of a sudden, Shayna Baszler is a Karate Kid. <laughs> now, at the end of this segment, Chris, yeah, the woman count is up to fourteen now. Wow. Because we we've got Starks, Naya, we got yes. Rodriguez, we got Nia Jax, yes. we got this submission magician. We, oh, bro, <laughs> here's another one. Did you miss uh, uh, Zoe Stark's new name? Oh, uh, I heard, but I forgot what they called her. What did they call her? The Pitbull. The pit yes, bull. I saw the that. Pit the bull. pit bull. Bro, like, really? The pit really, bull, ladies bro. and gentlemen. The pit bull, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right, so now the count is up to 14. Now we go in the back. Yes. Becky's there again with Pierce. Now we Zia who Zia Lee came up. Zia Lee who's and Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill. Yes. 16. 16. 16 now we have on the show. <laughs> 16. 16 women. And out of all of those, uh, they highlighted Jade, Becky, uh, Rhea, Naya. And Zoe, she had a little spot, you know, yeah. uh, at the end of the segment. And so, what, four or five out of the 16 actually had a, a, a highlight there. Yeah. Um, Piper Niven, she won the match, but eh. yeah. Yeah. Um, then you have uh, Gunther defeating Bronson Reed. Um, again. That's where I said they need time. You know what I wrote, though, here, Chris? I am. I'm glad. I'm glad there are. Guys oh, Maxine like, Dupree was seen backstage. Oh, was she? Okay, so there you go. Seventeen. Okay, seventeen. With Reed and Gun Gunther, I, I, what I wrote was, I'm glad. I'm glad there are guys like this on the show. This, hmm. this is wrestling. Hmm. Got guys this size. This is wrestling. And like I said, why they didn't go to a time limit? Like you, 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 you could easily continue this and i don't know bro maybe you know the way they work bro bronson reed lost so maybe he'll get a rematch you you, yeah. you know how they work yeah. yeah yeah but i mean this definitely they definitely could have stretched this thing out a little bit bro yeah my thing is man it goes back to who's going over man because this is the making gunther look good which is okay but heel versus heel i just don't i don't click with it man because at the end of the day it's just as we even we saw with the the crowd toward the end, it got uh, you know it got lively, but during the match there was nobody to cheer. So that's the that's my thing. If if they have someone like that who's a baby face who can work his way up and do the chase, that's when I that's when you get me hooked because there's a, someone chasing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I don't even know for the life of me who can who's going to defeat gunther like like gunther to me is similar to is is is, is similar to roman reigns's run like you have roman reigns on smackdown and no one's even within a football field of him as far as just comparison wise as far as making a, them look like a star and then on gunther's and on the intercontinental championship you're like he's had the title for uh what uh 16 months so who on the roster looks good enough that's in the mid card role to defeat gunther i just i don't see it man. bro you know what's missing too like i said with every story uh with every match stories missing but you know what else is missing bro here's what's missing too there's nothing personal yeah there's no personal 
issues, bro. Yeah. Bro, you, bro, I swear to God, if if I was writing, and 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 you 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 said to me, you took that you took that gun away from me, Vince. You're not allowed to write any personal issues, mm. bro. I would have been effed. Mm. I would have been effed because it's all about personal issues, yeah. bro. Yeah. I mean, is there a is there a countryman over where Gunther came from that he feared? Hmm. That like you got to give me something yeah. personal, bro. Yeah. People care when it's personal. Yeah. There's nothing personal. Look at Pillman and Austin, man. <laughs> oh got to my the point god, bro! Austin going to his house. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was personal, you know. And you get something that you stuff like that. People remember. You know, and it's those those moments. It's like okay, it's there's something personal here, and I and I appreciate that. Uh, Cedric Martin one nine nine super chat, bro. Oh, that would be tremendous, man. That would be absolutely Ooh, tremendous. Can't be man. raw, GM. I think that's a really good. I think that's a really, really, really. Oh good my god! Oh. No. oh my god! It's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> what? I'll give you an exclusive, a Legion of Raw exclusive. In fact, since Vince McMahon no longer has the books, I have been talking to Triple H about being Raw GM. And I was able to talk to Vince about it. And his reaction was... <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Very nice. Very wow. nice. <laughs> the Black Scorpion, man. Very nice. GM. Uh, we got Corey Jackson with 1999. Wow. What blows my mind? Rollins, Miz, etc., and third party interviews talk about how quote game changing slash great the work is. If the wrestler doesn't realize the work is trash, it doesn't matter who's in charge of creative. Yeah, that's that's a really good that's point. A great, uh, that's it's a, a great, great super chat point. and a great point. So, uh, yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll hang Corey's uh, super chat on here for uh, for, for a little longer yes. since it was 1999. What do you think about that, Vince? As far as just all these interviews and talk about how the work rate is so good, like when when did the, when did pro wrestling be become about work rate so much? You've got a good work rate. You're good in the ring. Like that has trumped any type of desire for a good story. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And, and that's like, why, and, and that's why no casual fans watch wrestling. Yeah. Anymore, it's like, bro. you know, that's who's why. gonna have the best match? And it's like yeah. people are backstage. It just seems like people are backstage nowadays just watching the the screen, watching the the, the prompter. And they're like, you know what? Mm, okay. Okay, so I see what the crowd did with that move. Okay, wait, wait till I get out there. And it just seems like people try to one up each Al, other. Al Snow always says, bro, and you know, come on, bro. Al Snow runs OVW, yeah. he's right smack in the middle of it. And what does Al always say, bro? They're performing for each other. Yes. The boys yeah. are performing for each other. Bro, there was a prime example today, and Al talks about this all the time. Bro, there were so many spots tonight on the ring apron. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Al will tell you, 
bro, that is the hardest, mm -hmm. most dangerous sp uh, spot in the ring. Yeah. But he says the problem is they're taking this dangerous spot on the ring apron. Bro, the fans don't know how that feels. Correct. They, they never took a bump on a ring apron to them. There's no difference between the ring apron and the middle of the ring. Yeah. So these guys are literally killing themselves on the ring apron and the fan watching has no idea what that feels like. And the, and the spot did not move the story forward. Not one iota. <clears throat> so you're taking all of those risks in the ring. For nothing, because there's nothing moving. There's no story moving. You know what I mean? Like, and that's the thing. Why are you taking all those bumps if it has nothing to do with progressing any storyline? Because they're trying to outdo each other in the back. Precisely. And that's, that's exactly why I, I think doing, that it seems like they are looking at each other's matches backstage and trying to one up each other, man. Looking at looking at uh, a match and oh okay well okay well you th he thinks he can okay yeah. that was nice you know what i mean I, I, that was a nice spot that was a nice hurricane runner from the raptors yeah okay well i think i'll go to the balcony because i want a bigger pop you know what i mean it's like bro i said I say, it, I say it all the time the marks have made it to the ring yes indeed period uh, end of story <clears throat> yep Backstage interview with the Miz gets interrupted by Nia Jax. I loved it because he totally buried Sami Zayn for whining and crying about yes. his friend not being there, which yes, I thought did. was great. Yes. <laughs> then we got Judgment Day. Yep, we got the oh, main. Got Rhea Ripley with Pierce. New Day in the Alpha Academy setting up a match next week. And finally, the main event with Jimmy Uso interferes and the Judgment Day go over. Yes, yes. Judgment Day wins the titles again, Vince. A good call. Bro, I, I, I mean, I, I'm just a little confused because, as a shoot, I really am trying to figure out what happened with JD McDonald. Hmm. Like, is he out of this story, or are we going to see him next week? Because if you're going to see him next week, somehow, some way, he should have been a part yes. of them going over, bro. Correct. Yeah. What, 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 he, yes. what good does it make that Jimmy Uso screws Jay and Jimmy is on this show and Jay's on this show? Mm -hmm. If they're going to do something with McDonough, he would have gotten in favor with them by being a part of this. I swear, bro, if, I, if he's on next week's show, I'm going to be like, are you absolutely kidding me? Yeah. Because this was his spot. I think even if they wanted to bring, even if there's something they want to do with Jimmy versus Jay, which I wouldn't be surprised to do Jimmy versus Jay in Saudi, um, because there's been talks that both of them wanted to do a match and to start a feud with each other. Um, I don't really, it doesn't really do anything for me. You know, their feud right now, right now, if they had, if they had it during the bloodline or during the peak of that, it would it would make more sense to me, but why does Jimmy have beef with Jay? Like that just doesn't make sense to me at all. Especially since you're feuding with Cena and LA Knight and you're with Solo and it was AJ Styles and you're just way away from from Jay right now. He's at a different brand, but some reason you go on Raw to distract Jay. I just I that doesn't make sense to me. Now, if you had um uh, JD come out, come to the ring, go on the apron, distracts the ref in order for Jimmy to do that spot. That would have made more sense because that would have been something that get, gets in the good graces of Judgment Day. 
Right. That's what he's trying to do. That's that was that's his, been his whole thing. That's I'm why doing I have thing to, to get the good graces. I have to assume he's done with that storyline. I got it. Which assume. is a weird way to write him off. That's a weird way to write him off. And why? Like, why do something like that? Unless he's hurt or I don't know issues with visa or travel or something i I don't know what it is that would not make him be on the show or the judgment day when they're going to have issues with travel he would never be allowed at any show in the united states yeah i mean well sometimes people renew their need some time to renew their visas and rhea ripley she did that she she her her visa lapsed and she needed to renew it so i'm not i mean because a lot of times a lot of those people have working visas um, and so I mean, but a lot of them were out of, you know, out of country. And then a lot of those NXT people, they moved to Florida. A lot of them, a lot of them did. Um, but at this, was that, that, I'm just saying, Chris, that's why this whole thing is so confusing because it's like, okay, then why, why put the belts on Cody and Jay in the first place? That's what so I was they saying. can have the belts for two weeks, and That's then a guy who's on another show is going to come screw a guy. It's like yeah. it, it just makes no none sense. of this makes any sense, no, bro. No. Someone said maybe JD has COVID. That could be the case. That could be the case. Um, so if they, that would be the so only reason if why JD has COVID for the storyline to make sense. They've got to say that. That's what I was thinking. Like, they gotta they say, say that, bro. Yeah, you yeah. can't not say that. You've got to say that. Yeah. Otherwise, it just doesn't make sense. Like with him not being there, right. give us a reason why he's bro, not. Bro, there. you know what it's like, bro. Remember, friends. We had we had the six friends, Rachel and 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 all those. We had the six friends, mm-hmm. bro. It's the equivalent of there's an episode one week, and one of the friends ain't on the show. Yeah, and and yeah. there's no explanation, no reason. They're they're just not on the show this week. Yeah. How many times the WWE does that? Yeah. How many freaking times they do that, bro? When somebody is just not there for no rhyme or reason. Yeah, and they don't and they don't add it into a storyline. I mean, they, they don't give any explanation of why the person's not there. Um, still haven't said anything about Riddle, which is uh, which is interesting. So they just. I mean, he's gone, and they just off the face of the earth. So I don't. Then, I swear to God, wrestling is the only business that does that, bro. Yeah, there is yeah. no other business that does that, bro. In sports, if if there's a disciplinary action, if somebody gets hurt, you you know it, you 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 know the whole story, bro. In entertainment. If an actor is a problem on the set and then all of a sudden they're at it, you know it. You know everything that's going on. I don't this is the only industry where they they keep secrets and all those secrets do is hurt themselves. Yeah, which is weird to me because this is episodic television. This is essentially actors. I mean, that's essentially what what they are. I mean. They don't have real names, you know. What I mean, it's stage names for the most for most of them. So it's an it's actors. It's 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 paid, you know, physical actors with the in an episodic television. And if you're thinking with any other actor, either he's being killed off, or at least there's a mention of like, yeah, 
you know, uh, we were supposed to go over Vince's house, but, you know, he got raided. You know, I mean, there, there's something that ties something there that ties into the the story. But it, WWE just Bro, I'll give don't you mention an example. And I am going back to the 70s, and it was way before then. But, bro, I remember in the 70s, and this is why I'm bringing it up. Suzanne Summers just passed away. Mm-hmm. Bro, she was the hottest, in every sense of the word, star on television when she was in Three's Company yeah. with John Ritter. Mm-hmm. She was the hottest. Okay, bro? Well, when it when it came to the second season, she wanted more money. And they didn't give her more money, and they replaced her. But that was a public story. Like, bro, everybody knew why Suzanne Summers was no longer on the show. It's not like, you know, the next season there's a new Chrissy and nobody said anything. I don't know why they do this, bro. Yeah, the only thing, the only time I can recall that it was just a weird moment, that it was just a switch with with no announce, was in the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. When uh, that? Yeah, on Viv, like she was just a completely different. Like it wasn't even the like she didn't look the same. She that there was nothing about her that was the same. Like she was uh, it, the original on Viv was a was a darker skin complexion, and then they brought in a, a more uh, uh, lighter skin complexion, uh, a little heavier. I mean, she was still you know very nice looking, but a little heavier, and it was just like. What? Like, where's yeah. Aunt Viv? You know, yeah. so it was it was very weird that they did that. I'll never forget that. All right, let's uh, end up with uh, classic J-Live 499 Super Chat, bro. Vince, if you don't mind answering, who was the easiest wrestler to work with and worst pain in the butt to work with creatively? The easiest far and away would be uh, Kurt Angle. Oh, very nice. Far Kurt away. Angle. Oh my God, bro. He's just so, he was just so, he was just so easy to work with, man. He's just a freaking joy to work with. The worst pain, bro, for, for me was just probably Goldberg. Really? And I think Mm -hmm. it was just because he just believed his own hype a little bit too much. Mm -hmm. But he reject ideas a lot. He wouldn't, he wouldn't reject ideas, bro, but he never made it easy for you. Okay. You know, he's just one of the guys that just never made it easy. You know, he wasn't necessarily compliant. He would just kind of poke at the ideas or just kind of, I mean, how, how, why what about that? Like you would pitch an idea and if he didn't reject it, what did, what did he do or say that didn't make it easy? You just, you just felt that he didn't like it. Yeah, I okay. mean, you you, okay. you just felt it. You gotcha. know what I mean, bro? Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. like I said, listen, man, in my job, I worked with thousands of individuals. And mm-hmm. it's not, you know, not everyone is going to be easy. I mean, people are different. We're, we're all different, bro. And there are going to be some, uh, you know, there are just going to be some challenges, man. Sure. That's all. He wasn't, a, he wasn't a fan of the heel turn, right? No. <clears throat> Indeed. All right. This guy. Right here is Vince Russo. Let the listeners know about the brand, my man. Yes, guys, just go to russosbrand.com and you can subscribe to all the things and all the platforms that I'm doing. russosbrand.com. russosbrand.com. This guy right here is Vince Russo. I'm Dr. Chris. This is.
is the Legion of Raw. Have a good night, everybody. Solo.